and welcome to episode number 78 of the Food as Medicine show with Dr. Anne, the place to be for real talk with real people and real results so you can heal yourself naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Anne, and I'm a board-certified pharmacist and functional medicine practitioner. I help people find and fix the root cause of chronic conditions, and I specialize in gut infections and parasites. If you need help with your nutrition, food sensitivities, and healing your gut, you can book an appointment with me at drann.com work. And Anne is spelled A-N-H as in healthy. Hello and greetings from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. I hope you've been well, and I know it's been quite a while since I've last podcasted, and I want to thank people like Anna Lim, who recently contacted me telling me how much she loves the show and that she really hopes I continue to do it. And I, I have to be honest, I love doing the show as well, and you probably know this past year has been um, full of changes for me, full of life changes. I quit my f- job as a pharmacist, and I took a break to travel, and then I got sick with a parasite, so I've been working on slowly getting better. And this past January, I decided to move to Vietnam for a few years, and uh, I'm now just about getting uh, settled into the swing of things and getting into a good rhythm. So, uh, you know, I promise I'll start podcasting regularly again soon. Thanks so much for all your patience and your understanding. I do have an episode for you today, but before we get to the episode, I want to let you know that the opinions expressed on this show may not represent my opinions, and this show is for general information only, not a substitute for medical care. So prior to beginning any new health program, I recommend that you consult with a qualified health professional. In today's episode, I interview Carol Laurie. She is a functional medicine practitioner, a naturopath, acupuncturist, and homeopath with over 30 years of experience in providing integrative health care. She uses her very own unique Lori process that combines functional medicine, clinical nutrition, naturopathy, homeopathy, acupuncture, and Chinese medicine in order to help people find the root cause of their illness. I met Carol at an event in Berkeley, California um, back in December, and This is where her practice is located, out in Berkeley, and I'm so happy to bring her on the show so she can share with you her pearls of wisdom from over 30 years of practice. So in today's show, we talk about the importance of taking a very detailed timeline to assess the root cause of a person's problem, the basic principle of homeopathy and why it can be a safe option for moms, babies, and during pregnancy, how recurring childhood dreams could have an impact on your life and your health, different categories of homeopathic remedies, two reasons why you might not be getting better even though you've had pretty much about 8 million tests and you've been to a bunch of doctors, her favorite author on trauma, and much more. All right, let's go chat with Carol. Welcome, Carol, to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. You know, I was reading about you on your website, and I think you have a really interesting story. Um, So for people who are unfamiliar with your work, can you share with us how you got into what you're doing now? Sure. It's a really cute, unusual story. I was going to go to medical school. I was always interested in medicine and helping people. And I was initially, I got a bachelor's degree from Temple University of Philadelphia in psychology, And then I realized I wanted to be able to help people with their bodies and not just their minds. So I decided I was going to medical school. Mm. And I took some time off and I was um, studying with a spiritual woman in New York City. And I started working with this man who um, 
was a chiropractor who did detoxifying diets with iridology. <clears throat> and when I first started working there, people were coming in with, for an example, bad skin. And they were doing this blended salad and they were doing juicing. And I thought to myself, if you have bad skin, why aren't you just taking antibiotics? What is the <laughs> issue here? Why are you going through all this stuff? Mm-hmm. So that's how naive I was. I mean, mm. it's quite funny that I thought that. Mm-hmm. So a couple months later, she came back. Her skin was gorgeous. Her self-esteem, other issues inside of her had resolved. And I started, it was like I was thrown into the pot, so to speak, and my eyes were opened to natural healing. Mm. And when I was cleaning out this doctor's office, there was a catalog to the National College of Naturopathic Medicine. And that was like an aha moment. I thought, oh, maybe I should go here. <laughs> I had never heard of naturopathic medicine before. So really, if you think about when you look back on your life, if I hadn't done A, B wouldn't have hadn't happened. If I hadn't done B, C wouldn't have happened. It was really a path that the universe was putting me on to attend this college and study naturopathic medicine. And um, I've never looked back. Um, I'm a firm believer in try natural first. I'm not anti-drugs, but I think that, thank goodness for drugs, really, and surgery and allopathic medicine, but for the chronicity of today's illnesses, Mm -hmm. uh, lifestyle medicine and natural health care really can do much more for people than a drug. So that's how I became who I am. <laughs> awesome. And so you're based out of Berkeley, California. Um, and I know, you know, you see so many types of patients, um, you know, a lot of women, but also men. You see um, cancer cases, all kinds of things. So I thought maybe we could spend some time and have you talk about your favorite, you know, two or three cases that really just blew you away and, and that you just remember to this day, the people that those top two or three people that you've helped. Um, I think I want to do a case with severe emotional disorders that were uh, really, really helped. I don't like to use the word cured, Mm -hmm. but really, really enormously helped through the use of um, lifestyle changes, functional medicine, and most importantly, homeopathy. Mm -hmm. Um, This person had always felt like she didn't fit in. And... Mm -hmm. um, There was no one particular trauma, but it's just a sense that she had about herself. And she had very low, I guess, if you want to look at it through a psychological point of view, she had low self-esteem. She couldn't focus on her career. She couldn't have a positive relationship. She had anxiety and depression and a very poor sense of self. And she had been and she was in therapy when she came to see me. Her therapist referred her to me. I get a, I work a lot um, in collaboration with other professionals. Mm-hmm. And through the work that I did, I did certain functional medicine testing, and we changed her diet and did some lifestyle changes, and I gave her some functional medicine supplements. But the most shift came from the homeopathic interview, where homeopathy has changed a lot in the last 10 years. And I was able to apply this new system that I've learned through my studies with Jan Schulten and Lewis Klein of the plant method. And I was able to find a plant remedy for her that it was like the missing piece fell into place. And over a period of eight months, she really blossomed. Um, 
certain of her fears really disappeared and she began to feel like she belonged on the planet and that's collaborative healthcare at its best. So that mm -hmm. was really wonderful. I love seeing the transformation for people like that. Uh, another case I'd like to talk about is someone with, who came to see me um, right as she was about to start cancer treatment. She had breast cancer. And um, I worked in collaboration with her oncologist. And she soared through chemotherapy and radiation hardly lost her hair, had really positive energy. Her skin didn't turn that yellow, grayish that happens. She ended up finishing her chemo and her markers were great. And then after that, we really put her on a very intense restore the body detoxification program. And that was five years ago and she's doing really well. Um, but then there are little things like people come in and they have migraines you don't have to have a really big thing like cancer <laughs> depression or anxiety you can just have migraines or constipation i mean and that can make a really big difference sleep disorders so um i like to address the root cause of when did this problem start i do a timeline with my the people who come to see me mm -hmm. uh, of their emotional history and their physical history and any illnesses or traumas they had and I like to mark and write it all out. And then when people can see it, they go, oh, yeah, that's when the migraine started, when I had a really bad boss who was harassing me. And this is when my constipation started, when I had this course of antibiotics for this viral infection, which I didn't even need antibiotics for. So it's, it's really nice to tie all the pieces together. And I think the education and the deep uh, perspective that you bring to my pra I bring to my practice really enables people to become empowered and take on their recovery. It's not like me telling them; mm -hmm. they take it on. That's the success. Yeah, um, you know, you you talk a lot about your process, right? And I think that it really helps to to have kind of a flow when you when you meet with someone. And you mentioned the timeline. So is that is that where you begin with everybody um, in your Lori process or where, where do you start? And then where do you walk, you know, the steps that you walk them through? Well, everybody's really different. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the Lori process is me giving, trying to be in tune with the people who come to see me and figuring out what they need and where they need to start. So mm -hmm. if somebody is very linear and they're not emotionally open doing the timeline is a really great way to get them involved in their process. Then it becomes the person's process, not the Lori process. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody is emotionally intact and very motivated, I'll just jump in and take their homeopathic case. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody's having a lot of physical symptoms that need immediate attention, I can mm -hmm. delay that timeline and we have to attend to their physicality to get them feeling better because they don't really care about what happened 12 years ago, even if it impacts what's happening now. If they're in discomfort, we have to get that better before they can go through the process of doing the timeline. Mm -hmm. Sure. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Take care of what's going on acutely before you can address the more chronic issues. As far as, um, as far as 
homeopathy, right? So you talk about natural first as, as kind of your preferred method. Um, is that where you kind of start with everyone or do you start with nutrition? Do you start with supplements? Or again, does it depend on the person? I think, I, I think it depends on the person. Sometimes mm -hmm. somebody comes in and they start talking and I go right into their homeopathic case and I'll take their case and give them a remedy and then I'll have them come back in two or three weeks and then I'll start with their nutrition. But everybody in my practice always gets functional clinical nutrition, supplements. Sometimes I do testing, not always. And um, lifestyle changes. We all need a supportive mm -hmm. person to do lifestyle changes. It's very hard to manage your own lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Our society doesn't give a lot of support for meditation or eating properly or not eating in the car when you're driving back and forth to work or to school. <laughs> yeah, not making your car your dining room. Yes, exactly. it's not helping. So um, you're the first person on the show that's really talked about a homeopathic case. So I wanted to maybe have you dive into that a little bit deeper. What does that entail? Well, Homeopathy, it's a little complicated question. <laughs> Homeopathy is very unique and mm -hmm. it's its own system of healing. So mm -hmm. you can be a medical doctor and be a homeopath. You can be a naturopath and be a homeopath. You can be a layperson and be a homeopath. The issue is, have you been studying and attending advanced homeopathic seminars for like 20 or 30 years? It's, there are thousands and thousands of remedies. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole philosophy of homeopathy is to find the remedy that matches the person on a vibrational level on all perspectives, emotional, physical, psychological, and spiritual. And the, the philosophy behind that is like treats like. So I want to give somebody a remedy which has the majority of symptoms that they're presenting, mm -hmm. and then that remedy will elevate their system on an energetic level and complement them. Mm -hmm. And it's a very subtle healing because a homeopathic remedy, unlike a vitamin or a drug, has no live molecular or biological product in it. It's just the energy of the substance, which makes it um, very safe for moms and babies and pregnancy. There's no side effects. And it's safe if people are doing drugs or if they need to be on medication and they take a homeopathic remedy, there's no side effects or interactions. So... In homeopathy, I ask weird questions like, do, you, do your feet sweat when you sleep? Mm -hmm. Or what side do you sleep on? Or when you were little, did you have any recurring dreams? Um, were you afraid of any um, monsters or snakes or bugs? Or when you were little, what kind of a child were you as when you were little? These, this is not, people sometimes say to me, oh, are you doing therapy? And I always say this may feel like psychotherapy but it's really not because I'm not trying to change anything I'm just trying to gather information mm -hmm. so um that makes that, that makes sense yeah I understand the homeopathy is a very kind of involved process so just that basic overview was good as far as um, you were talking about asking questions about their childhood and their recurring dreams, it actually sparked something in, in my memory that, yeah, I did have recurring dreams as a child. And, um, you know, I was curious, when you 
go through a, a case with a client, right? And they, maybe they don't have um, a good memory or they don't remember certain things in their life and, and they can't really help you with the timeline. What do you do to help them trigger or just remember things that maybe they buried in their deep consciousness? Well, that, that's not my job to help them trigger. Mm. My job, if I'm taking their case, is to take who they are and add how they're presenting in homeopathy, there are different categories of remedies. There's plants, there's mineral, there's animals, and there's something called imponderables. Mm. A mineral remedy will present in a very linear way, and they may not remember their dreams. A plant, when you think, because minerals, when you think about mineral, they're pretty straightforward, right? They're like a scientist. Mm -hmm. But a plant is a very sensitive person, and they're more likely to see themselves as a victim or in their story, not necessarily, but sometimes, and their story will be much more complicated and complex than somebody who's a mineral. And then mm -hmm. an animal has, a, has um, aggression and passivity and aggression and attitude in the remedy. So they present differently. So when somebody sits down and they start talking to me, in my brain I'm thinking, okay, is this person an animal, a mineral? a plant, or do they need something weird like an imponderable remedy, which is, there are remedies called imponderables that have, there's like a remedy made out of the moon and the sun and mobile cell phone radiation. So, and that remedy has a lot to do with autism. It's interesting. Mm. So um, there's no one type. And unlike therapy or something else in which you want to encourage somebody to get more in touch, which, of course, is the ultimate goal of homeopathy. But when I'm taking somebody's case, that's not my job. I'm just the information gatherer, and then I do my research, and I try to do my best to find the right remedy to match the person. Sometimes it takes a while. It doesn't always match the first time. Mm -hmm. how, how do you know when it doesn't match? You know, you, you meet with them, you give them a remedy. How, you know, what happens when they, when don't, they don't match? Well, when they come in and I ask them about some of the questions that they presented to me, if there's no change, mm -hmm. if they're not better, if there mm -hmm. hasn't been an energetic shift, if the dreams are the same, um, if their physicality has not shifted, or spiritually they don't feel better, then I know that I didn't hit the mark and I have to go back to the drawing board or as in this case, my computer programs <laughs> and my books and my notes. Mm -hmm. So um, you talked about, you know, somebody might have more of like an animal character or a plant character. Do they sometimes have equal parts of both or is there always a dominant one? I think people present usually with one set moment mm. in that moment. And then after, if, and, and then if you give an animal remedy, then maybe a plant will come out. But how, mm -hmm. no, people, when they show up and they're doing, you're doing their case, they are usually only one thing, unless it's an imponderable in which it's so complex and the symptoms are so weird that you'll think, I have no idea what's going on here. I better do a consultation with a colleague, <laughs> which mm -hmm. sometimes I do. Right. And that's how I found a remedy that just really helped this person with this very strange symptom that nobody could help her with. And homeopathy totally took it away. Mm -hmm. So when you find the right remedy, it can be really miraculous. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a miracle 
it's magic sometimes. I'm blessed to have that as in my toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, some people call themselves homeopaths, but I think it takes years and years and years of dedicated study and practice to really start to get a sense and even maybe even master the art of homeopathy. You know, I don't think it comes to someone who's just had a surface level study of it. No, but you can do a lot of good with just acute homeopathy. You can help people a lot with acute. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different types of homeopathy. There's just not one way. I happen to believe in the method that I do. It's called the dynamic method um, through Lou Klein and Jan Schulten. And and then there's a different method, but this Indian homeopath, Rajan, it's called the sensation method. So there's different methods and it's no one is to say one is better than the other. Um, Mm -hmm. You end up where you're supposed to end up, I think. And I also study with Rajan. I don't just study with Lou and Jan, I, I take a lot of seminars and I'm studying with this other Indian, Sujit, who does a lot of cancer work. So, and he's reported some miraculous work with homeopathy and cancer. So I, I, I think that if you're going to call yourself a homeopath, you need to go to these advanced seminars and study with people who are much, much better than you are because there's a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes I'll spend six hours researching somebody's remedy. Mm. that's you know that's just what it takes for me other people can do it quicker but that's my path so everybody's different and I love it I, it's wonderful for me yeah and you know I, I'm of the opinion that um, as a practitioner we always need to be learning right and I think that the people who are so dogmatic about a certain remedy or a certain way of doing things a certain nutrition plan I don't know if that, that's the best way to approach things because I think yeah there's always there's always validity to a certain method or a certain practice and it, you know one practice can help a certain person versus the, the same person or, or a different person, it might not be able to benefit as well. So it just depends on, like you said, how they present at that point in time and, and what's the best um, practice or method for them. So I'm not into dogma and yeah. I'm not into rigidity. I think that's, that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it comes from a loving, open center Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all need to be respectful of people who do different types of work than we do. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no one path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you said something that was really interesting that, you know, you might spend six hours researching a case, which I love because I think, you know, once you get really into something, it's like you can learn about it forever. Right. And I, and the more you dive in, the more you, I realize that sometimes I don't, maybe I've just kind of touched the surface of things. And, you know, we were talking earlier and um, you, one of the things you blew me away about was that you're doing a summit and this is the first time I've heard this is you actually read the books of every person who comes that you interview before you interview them. I think that's crazy, but that's awesome at the same time. So I wanted you to maybe share about, you know, what the summit is about, why you're really excited to, to have it and the types of people you're interviewing. Um, I'm doing, well, I went to the Mindshare Summit in August, which is one of the ways I met you, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that was in San Diego in August of 2016. And it was a wonderful experience for me. There were, I guess, 350 or 400 people in the health field, all different types of practitioners from all across the country and England. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful experience because it really brought to mind and forefront the power of the internet 
to bring your type of healthcare to thousands of people and not just a few people who come to your practice. So I'm doing a summit on, it's called Her Health and Spirit, mm-hmm. summit.com. I'm interviewing approximately 40 people mm-hmm. and everybody I interview, if they've written a book, I've read it. So um, I interviewed Dr. William Davis, The Wheat Belly. He had three books. I read them all. Oh, wow. So, um, and I learned a lot. So mm-hmm. I just interviewed Jane Barlow. I, um, she does a lot of Barlow herbs. I read all about her. I did, I mean, I'm, I love herbs. I studied a lot of them as an acupuncturist. And I use a lot of them in my cancer practice. So um, I um, interviewed Keisha Ewers, who, did, who also did a summit last year, and she's doing another one. And the reason I am focusing on the spirit is I, the more I practice, the more I realize that if we don't, I have people come to see me and they've been sick for 30 years and they've seen 10 other doctors and they're still sick. And mm-hmm. so I think when, if I do the timeline and I hone in really exactly what was the symptom, when did that show up, what was going on in your life, you have to put the trauma and the emotional state together with the illness. If somebody's been sick for that long, they've had 8 million tests, they've seen lots of doctors, and they're still sick, there's two things going on. One is they don't really want to get better, mm-hmm. which sometimes it happens. And two, the emotional trauma hasn't really been dealt with on the level that it needs to be released so the person can start to heal. There's a wonderful Jungian analyst by the name of Dr. Donald Kalshed. He's written two books on trauma. And if anybody is interested in researching what is the psychological mishmash <laughs> complexity of what happens in trauma, this man, you'll read a paragraph and you'll think, what did he just say? I have to read it again. And then two pages and you'll go, what's going on? I mean, it's each sentence is so deep and so powerful. The man is just a wonderful writer and a healer and a genius. And I read his books a lot because it reminds me of how we need to stay connected and always go back. Mm-hmm. We have to go back and heal. I'm a firm believer in healing. And then we have to move forward into the present and the future so that the tr- trauma of the past doesn't keep us from having joy in the future and the present. And I don't think that there is enough of that in the healing out there. And that's what I want to bring to the people through my summit. Mm. People can be driving in the car and they can listen to this. It's, I hope it reaches thousands and thousands of people that have great people I'm interviewing. And the message is really about, we all have to deal with our past so we can heal. And the name of my practice is Natural Healthcare and Healing Center. I love healing. I think it's transformative. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of work and focus and determination. And then that way, if we heal even a little bit, we can have a little bit more breathing room and psychic space to have more joy in the present. And that's really important. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us the name of that um, author again, the, the trauma books that you really yes. enjoyed? Donald Kalshed, K-A-H-S-H-L-E-D. Okay. I'm not quite 100% sure on the last name spelling, but if you type it into Amazon, it will come up and it'll go, do you mean this? And you'll say yes. But mm-hmm. the first name is definitely Donald Calshed. I'll Google it and I'll link it yeah. in the show notes. Perfect. And I'll make sure I'll link your uh, your website, Natural Health Care Healing Center, right? Thank you. That's 
Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you talked about the spirit and why you're really excited to to focus on that in your um, in your summit. Is there one particular interview that you really enjoyed? I know you talked about Dr. William Davis, Donald Kalshed. Um, anyone else that you? Oh, I did interview Donald Kalshed. I should be so lucky. Maybe maybe another time, but not for this summit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just talking about his books and how I use them as a frame of reference in my work for people with my patients. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I, I can't say that I have one favorite person. I think one of the things that's really wonderful when you go to Mindshare and you meet everybody, mm. as my experience with you, it's like we're all so unique and we all are so committed to helping people get better through the modalities that we use. There isn't just one way. And one of the things that I think I've gotten a lot out of the summit is how wonderful everybody is and how committed everyone is to the helping people get better in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's helped me, not that I needed this, but I'm totally um, recommitted to my practice and getting my message out there really big. Yeah, yeah, on a larger scale. Larger scale. Wide. Wide. (laughs) Yes. I want to help the person who's in Oklahoma or Mm -hmm. uh, Illinois or Idaho in the middle of the country who's not feeling so great about herself and feels stuck, can't afford psychotherapy. What what should I do? Where should I go? Mm -hmm. I'm living in a very, you know, closed community and I want to expand my emotional state. How do I do that? That's who I'm hoping to reach people not in necessarily in a big city where mm-hmm. we have a lot of options available to us, people in a more close, you know, smallish community, not that that closed is bad, but it's a small community. There aren't a lot of options there. Right. And they might not have access to someone like you otherwise, but with the power of the internet, they can, right? Right. And everybody else in the summit. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. You have 40 experts that you're talking about and, Everybody has something to contribute. And so it's for a very little bit money. You get 40 experts. You get all these bonuses. You can do it when you want. You mm-hmm. don't have to do it all at once. It's just, it's a wonderful gift to humanity, I think. I'm very excited. Yeah, I am too. I can't wait. Um, so I'll make sure I'll link that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Carol, we have a few more minutes. And I wanted to circle back, if you wouldn't mind, because you really piqued my interest when you talked about, you know, as when you're a child and you have a recurring dream and, you know, if, if I may, I want to share sure. with you. I, um, I've always had this dream when I was younger of trying to run away and escape from a giant Python that was destroying New York city. And, um, you know, I always wondered what that meant, you know, and I, you know, we run away with my parents and then I would like trip and fall and they were like dragging me so that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be you know, eaten by this python. So, you know, and I don't have that dream anymore, but I always wondered what that meant. Could you offer any insight or any thoughts? Well, you know, there's two things here. One is a psychologist could interpret that dream. Mm. I do dream interpretation, but that's not what I think we should do here. I mean, as a homeopath, um, I would take that dream, that recurring childhood dream, and I would build on it to see if the, I would ask you, what's the sensation for you in that dream? When you have that dream, what are the sensations for you? That's a weird homeopathic question. Mm. You go, what's that mean? What's the sensation? What does it feel like for you when you have that dream or when you had that dream or when you talk about it now, what happens for you now? Mm. I feel terrified. Yeah. So um, we, we would need to go with that. 
Mm. And um, do you still have a fear of snakes? Yes. Okay, well, you know, that's a very, that could be, maybe you need a snake remedy. There are great homeopathic remedies made out of snakes. Maybe you need homeopathic python. Um, I couldn't say that just from that dream, but I would Mm. build on it. And you, when, when you have taken a really good case, you want to be able to tie all the little weird symptoms together. Mm. And you want to get the sensations of the symptoms, they want to be related and you want to find out where the person is, what they want to do, where they want to go, what works, what doesn't work. It's a very complex moment. And I've had people say to me, I've never had somebody understand me as well as you do when you've taken this case. And it can Mm -hmm. take two to four hours. If you have somebody who has a lot of stuff going on, I'll have them come in. My initial visit is two hours and we might not be done. I'll say to them, we need another two hours session for mm-hmm. me to finish taking your case. Um, but that, that terrified sensation that you had when you were little and running from a python with your parents, I would want to see, does, is that a theme that goes through your life? And how have you managed that mm-hmm. as an adult? And where does that energy go? And do you have that terrified sensation in any other areas of your life? So that's an important Childhood recurring dreams are very important. And um, mineral people don't often necessarily remember their dreams. I don't like to make, um, I don't, they ha- I shouldn't say that. People who are minerals have very different types of dreams. They're, it, it's that what you just had was an animal dream. It had some movement, it had sensation, it had terrifying. A mineral dream would be a very different dream. It would be just entirely different. And you can tell from how people talk and their language and how they look and also what they do, mm. um, what category they fall in. Yeah. You know, that's so fascinating. And um, the more I talk to people on this show, you know, I find a lot of people work with the physical body, right? They fit, they work with the nutrition, the supplements, um, you know, maybe acupuncture, just other physical remedies. And very few people in our space um, focus on, you know, the, the mental, the, the, the spiritual aspect of things and, um, and who do it well. You know, I think, and I think that's a really key component to healing. You know, we can, healing the physical body can, can bring us so far, but that's not the whole picture either. You know, so I think that you've, you've kind of got the whole holistic view of, of healing, which I think is, is fantastic. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, after I, um, I told you, I think I, we talked about in Berkeley, I, I have some things uh, physically that I want to work on. And, and I think, you know, that's the first step, but I think eventually spiritually and emotionally, there's, there's, there's always some more work to be done as well. So for all, for all of us, you know, if you're on the path, it's a lifelong path. It doesn't just stop. Mm-hmm. We're all on the path together, whether, and the interesting thing is sometimes people don't even know they're on the path and then they come to my office and I have to help them realize that they're on the path. <laughs> and it's the path of wellness and health and spirituality and joy mm-hmm. and self-acceptance and self-love and self-care and um, happiness and success in their life, whatever that is for them. Mm-hmm. So Carol, remind us again, what's the best way that people can find you, work with you, find out about you? Um, my Contact me through my website, um, naturalhealthcareandhealingcenter.com. 
Mm-hmm. And um, there's a contact page there. I'm pretty good about responding to everybody by email. I offer complimentary 15-minute consultations to see if we're a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to work with complex cases, um, people who haven't been helped, but definitely believe that they can and want to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's the determining factor. Yes. It takes a lot of work and commitment for both the practitioner and the person who's in the office. It's, it's a collaborative, you know, it's a collaborative group effort here. Exactly. Perfect. Thank you so much, Carol, for coming on the show and sharing us, sharing with us your pearls of wisdom. I, I really enjoyed talking with you and I, you know, I can't wait to, to learn more from you. I'm excited for your summit and excited to see what else you bring forth into this world. So um, I'll make sure I link up everything, your, your summit links and your, your website. And thank you again. It's been a pleasure. It, was, it went too quickly. It's been <laughs> wonderful. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed the show. All the links and resources mentioned today are in the show notes at drann.com, spelled A-N-H as in healthy. And while you're there, remember to hop on the Food as Medicine VIP email list and you'll get my free gift. It's the clean eating rules and it's everything that I learned about nutrition when I was on my bodybuilding journey, which happens to be contrary to many of the things I learned in school. And it's really my number one guide from my experience for how to eat to lose weight, improve your biometrics, and get more energy. You'll also get all my favorite pearls from the show. And this show can be a bit technical at times with lots of details about what foods to eat, what foods to avoid, as well as what supplements to take and in what dosages, etc. So if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this while driving, cooking, running some errands around the house, walking the dog, etc. And you really aren't in a position to be jotting down notes of all the great information that's shared by the guest. So I've taken all the notes for you. And by hopping on my email list, you'll get all the show pearls delivered right to your inbox so you can refer back to them at any time. Finally, as a VIP email subscriber, you'll get the occasional love letters from me, which are emails sharing some of my favorite recipes and products, upcoming events, new information that I've learned, and just other goodies. So go to drann.com now and enter your name and email address. Did you like this episode? Then remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and leave us a review. This will really help us with the iTunes rankings and help more people find the show. Remember to tell all your friends because we need more people to hear the food as medicine message. We've got plenty of great guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for stopping by. And until next time, remember to eat consciously because the world needs a healthy and vibrant you. (laughs) 